Well, this week on that podcast stays up all night. We're getting our cheerleader softcore mixed up in our shitty 80s slashers. It's cheerleader camp on that podcast stays up all night. Welcome to That Podcast Stays Up All Night, where we have to ask, do you lose your extra credit on a school activity if someone dies? I'm head cheerleader Josh, and with me are Cody from the bottom of the pyramid, and Aura, the perv in the locker room. Gentlemen, hey guys, how you want to see a video? <laughs> My knees are definitely not structurally sound enough to be the bottom of any pyramid. <laughs> here, here, folks, Cody does not want to be a bottom. <laughs> Top all the way. Listen, I, I know that's that that's no true. pleasure for anyone else either. <laughs> We're here with the That Podcast Stays Up All Night podcast, the only podcast with the school spirit to tackle the B is for Boob movies of USA's Up All Night. This week, we're shaking our pom-poms in anticipation because we are talking about Cheerleader Camp, a movie whose title just screams slasher movie, or, you know, Cheerleader Camp. What's it all about, Aura? Cheerleader Camp is the touching story of 30-year-old cheerleaders and their uggo mascot friends uh, at a camp of some kind whose nubile uh, youngish co-eds eventually start dying off one by one, but not before the audience gets in a good nap. Released in 1988, Cheerleader Camp definitely feels like a lesser copy of Sleepaway Camp without the crazy twists. Probably the most notable thing about it is it... About it is its video store friendly cover with the skeleton cheerleader doing a jump, which I think is an actually a really cool cover. It is I a cool agree. cover. Yep. Very 80s. I would, uh, I would like, definitely have had a poster of that on my. Yeah. Looks like, a, like the best of classic Goosebump books, too. Absolutely. It, it would look great on a video store poster, like on a wall yeah. behind the counter of a shitty local video store. <laughs> Uh, it has a few inexplicably famous cast members, despite being directed by the relatively unknown John Quinn as his first major feature. Uh, 70s singing heartthrob Leif Garrett is the male lead. Uh, and Betsy Russell, a.k.a. Jigsaw's wife from the Saw franchise, is, that is who... the head of the cast. Oh, yep. okay. She's his wife. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense <laughs> Makes now. sense now, all right. Uh, canon regular Lucinda Dickey from the Breakin films and Ninja 3 The Domination, in which she plays uh, a contemporary American woman being possessed by the spirit of a ninja, uh, <laughs> plays the mascot Corey. So, so Iron Fist. Yes. <laughs> so, fellas, what did we expect going into this one? I expected more TNA. Kind of that. Yeah, I mean, with the idea of it being a cheerleader camp movie, that's, that's, that's always the implicit promise with, like, cheerleader in the in the title or mm-hmm. in the premise somewhere, isn't it? It's the idea that it's just going to be a sleaze fest. Mm-hmm. But right. it's, compared to the other stuff that, you know, I have a Friday the 13th movie or, you know, a, a bigger slasher movie in the 80s, like, it paces it out about exactly as you would expect. There's a little bit of booby in the beginning, and you get a little bit more... And then that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, there are technically th- three scenes I think in which you see boob. There, uh, I expected it to be a heavier sort of slasher flick too, given the cover art. Yeah, um, yeah. That was because 
because the cover art is like a cheerleader like with a skull face mm-hmm. yeah and, you know it's like it's like holy shit like this is there's gonna be metal playing in this thing and, like <laughs> people are just gonna be like cut up all over the place. Well, it's funny and... you say metal playing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Considering the band cameo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, it was, uh, it was, it was, then the cover would indicate. <laughs> it's more tame. Tamer. And the thing is, it's once I figured out that the lead was Leif Garrett that I kind of realized that this film was not going to be delivering on certain promises right. of its premise. Well, because I was like, well, Leif Garrett's probably not in your well, super we were, gore movie Sam Raimi film. We mm. watched this one together. Um, well, me and Josh had seen it the first run we tried to do this show. Um, but, but the second time me and Josh watched it, we watched it with Cody fill, the first fill that, time. Fill that spot out on your bingo card. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, it was, you know, to... Uh, to the extent that, um, nope, it's gone. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I was going to say. Your bit. Well, <laughs> we had all we were all watching it together, and early into the movie, I think, Aura, you asked me, "Who do I think the killer is?" Yeah, and I definitely guessed it. it right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. it's not. Uh, it's the. Uh, it's a pretty milk toast '80s slasher movie. It's got. It's got all that pacing. Oh my god! And your uh, your girlfriend noticing the Dick Wolf font as the as oh the my god, credits. yeah! Like I couldn't get over that. Like for for <laughs> the first twenty minutes of the film, I'm like, holy crap! What if this is a Law and Order SVU episode? Yeah, that is that is a fun thing to to know. One expectation that it sets up at the beginning is that Ice T will be in it because <laughs> the font that they use for the opening credits is just the Law and Order font. And there's nothing yeah. else to it. I guess when the film was made, it wouldn't have been. But well, it feels out of place in a slasher te- film. Technically, it could have been because Law and Order started also in 1988. Okay, so <laughs> well, it'd probably be more coincident than yeah, is what I'm saying. Yeah, publicly available typefaces in the 1980s for 300, please. But well, I don't know what the typeface is, but it is not appropriate for a slasher movie's credits. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, it, it is very uh, procedural drama. It's very drama. <laughs> the beginning of. Yeah plenty of time for you and your friends to make dun-dun jokes in the first like 30 minutes (laughs) which will be far more entertaining than anything in the film itself yeah it all of the dialogue you could talk over really like you definitely get the gist scene to scene like it is a movie you could probably watch on silent and be like i know what's going on here apologize i just told you a miss Correct. An incorrect fact. Uh, Law and Order did not start until 1990. Uh-huh. So Law and Order could very well have ripped off the Whoa. plot from this movie. You think, Dick, you think a young Dick Wolf went to the limited theatrical <laughs> release of Cheerleader Camp? And, uh, <laughs> that and like, font. That's, the, that's, that's my the font. font. I, I got it. <laughs> this, this was a, a, a sort of a fact about the movie. This was a, a very limited theatrical release because the company that... I'm not going to remember the production company's name, but the production company <laughs> folded... As the film was, was huh. being released, so huh. it just it did a very limited theatrical run, and then some other studio picked it up on on the fire sale of properties and put it out on video. <laughs> no, uh, no fan resurrected cheerleader camp two dead by dawn here. <laughs> oh, we'll uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd I'd be interested because uh, USA Network who. You know who who uh, who aired USA up all night. Obviously, um, 
was is owned by Viacom, Viacom at this time. <laughs> so it was Viacom who probably picked up the rights to this movie. Um, having said that, I wonder how long they waited between the limited theatrical release and when it was up on up all night as the as a TV sort of thing. You know, <laughs> uh, I think it said so on Wikipedia. If you want, <laughs> <laughs> don't care. You care. Uh, up all night started in '89, right? Yeah. So it, it would have been a just a year after this film was in. This is in '88. Oh wow! <laughs> so it was very contemporary. If it was. It feels like it would have been in the fairly like early '90s era yeah. of Up All Night. Definitely Fire not when they were doing successful movies, because this is not. Yeah. <laughs> any spoiler for the ratings? This is not a successful movie in almost any measure. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first Friday the Thirteenth is 1980. That's what I was trying to think too. So we've already had, and like it, I'm not saying Friday the Thirteenth. You know, made the genre either. They're definitely 70 and 60 slasher. 60 slasher movies? Oh, they were proto slasher movies. Yeah. This is a big argument. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, way to way to can of worms that one, Cody. Right. We'll we'll talk about that on a different not Halloween episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I would contend that what really made the slasher genre was Halloween. Like that was the, the mm. transition. Boy, Josh but, taking taking uh, controversial opinions. But that's a very specific view of slasher movies that this film isn't the, it, really a part of. <laughs> it, it reminds me of like there's one death near-ish the beginning, still like 20 minutes into the movie, and then there's another like 30 to 20 minutes before anything else like happens. Yeah. Even though there's some dream sequences that might have you like think that that's what's about to happen is another death or murder. Nope, they're just dream sequences. So, this is the second one of these movies we've watched where there has been a character that has been dreaming potential action of the film while the film is going on. Because <laughs> <laughs> this and Monster High both yeah. had... had yeah, like this one oh. confusion of dreams and reality. Oh. <laughs> but this one is more... Right. This one, it's more played for sort of a psycho effect, which we'll get to in the synopsis. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those things where I guess you could see that they might be trying to mislead you that the main actress is the killer, but it's so funny because before they even started doing any of that stuff, like, as soon as the movie started, I was like, oh, it's going to be this person because typical horror movie plot line, and that's how it goes down. (laughs) (laughs) And that's exactly what they're trying to do. The film tries very, very hard... To pitch you in the idea that the, oh the main actress is she's crazy, uh, which is dumb because it's it's they pitch so hard that it's obvious it's not. Uh, yeah. Oh man, I've been taking my anti crazy medication this whole camp. I can't possibly be having psychotic well, breaks. Well, they have her stop at a certain point. Yeah, that's a, that's the other like lead. It's, that's part of the they're trying to lean you into suspecting it. Also, I was thinking about this... the only other person that it would make sense for it to be, really. (laughs) With the exception of, like, near-ish the end, you don't really see any direct kills. It also is, like, a very proto-slasher movie where, like, everybody is just stumbling across the gruesome kills. You have a drawn-out, Karen? Karen? Why aren't you answering me, Karen? Or, you know, whatever name. It reminds me a lot more of stuff like, uh... Funhouse and 
fuck is the name of it? The one that was Jamie Lee Curtis on a train. Like planes, trains, automobiles. Like might just be called Night Train. Um, train. Might not be. Uh, <laughs> in in any it. case, it's it's sort of pre-Halloween slashers when like around Halloween we started to see the idea of the like the single mysterious. Often Un- quiet killer, yeah, unstoppable force thing. That's just unstoppable, and that became that's sort of the prototype of the '80s slasher that I personally think is the more definitive slasher genre. Like prior stuff was more influenced by like Psycho and Giallo mm. films, like uh, like Deep Red, mm. uh, and so you would see on those early like There's Jamie Lee Curtis movies, you'd just it would be like oh somebody was humiliated and so they're going to or the burning would be another example I think somebody was uh, was humiliated and now they're going to to kill a bunch of people to get revenge but it's yeah. it's a person that you know there's there's rational motives and things like that which is the 80s slasher kind of did away with the rational motives yeah that's because true it was unneeded this this movie kind of straddles that line because like I said you either rewatch it and then see it the entire time or you yeah. have two eyes and you see it the entire time from the beginning anyway, but they're the character that you may or may not be able to tell. I, I guess this may or may not be spoilers, but uh, b- before almost all the killings, the, the character that you're like, oh, I bet it's that person, like, has <laughs> people say either mean things to them or uh, definitely, like, leads it up enough where you're like, yep, you're going to yeah. die. And the, the motive for the character who is the killer, uh, won't give it away quite yet, uh, it's it's not a thing that maybe we would value, but you can see somebody valuing it. Yeah, like it's clearly not rational to kill people for, but it's a thing that, as opposed to Jason from Friday the Thirteenth, whose motive is like once upon a time some other teenagers let him drown, so now he just doesn't like teenagers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or Freddy, who was killed in the first movie, has a fairly if, if vengeance-driven, rational motive. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the kids are the people that kill them, and he wants to kill them. But eventually that just sort of drifts, and he just kind of wants to kill kids. <laughs> <laughs> After a certain point, you got to admit, it's, you're just in it for the kid killing. <laughs> uh, well, there is a there is a scene in this movie, uh, having noticed, you know, because it was the second time through, like, you could notice some of the motivations of the character. Mm-hmm. Um, one, of the, one of the things that happens to that character is... She claims to have been stalked by the killer and promptly ignored by everyone. Yeah, <laughs> like, she's like, yeah, but I was also like grabbed by the yeah. kid, you know, the killer. and then everybody's like, yeah, They're but like, what's her nice. name still out there in the woods? <laughs> you know, like, uh, and she's like, but my arm, and they're yeah. like. They're like, yeah, 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 but yeah, you know. you're fine. <laughs> Something Rub some grabbed dirt in me. The popular girl's lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think that's a probably a good amount of discussion. Yeah, we want to to move on, possibly. Uh, Moving on up. We uh, we certainly hate to waste time while there's teens to be killed. So <laughs> after the jump, we're going to be back with your synopsis of Cheerleader Camp on that podcast. Stays up all night. Hey, Aura, one more time. Why is it that? Every time there is a cheerleader movie, we are dressed up in skirts again. Oh, I, I don't know, man. Josh wants us to get in the spirit of the movie or something. I'll tell you this, though, man. My costume really chafing down down yonder, you know? Yeah, tell me about it. You think he's going to want us to do a human pyramid again? <laughs> Knowing Josh more like human centipede. Ugh. <laughs> we, have to get, we have to get on the same page before the show. 
you and I are, are a couple of hot messes. Well, I see you once again did the whole makeup thing. Well, if I'm going to dress up like a lady, I'm going to do it right. You are too good. But, you know, it's still a podcast and no one is still going to see you. I know, I know. But seriously, if he leaves us in this cold studio dressed like this much longer... Right? My goosebumps have goosebumps. And I picked this out of my butt like three times. <laughs> hey, hey, eyes up here, bud. <laughs> no, sorry, got distracted. The The skirts really are too short. Uh, the panties are really tight and itchy, too. Yours came with panties? Hey, guys. Oh, hey, Josh. Um, You're not dressed up in your... <clears throat> Spirit gear. Your text message said... No, I, I said I wanted us to get into the spirit of the movie. Cheerleader Camp is a slasher. Why are you... You always go to drag. Oh, well, no reason to waste perfectly good victims. <laughs> Wait, what? No! Oh, my no, God! Stop! Oh, God! Oh, God! Oh. Oh. We're back on That Podcast Stays Up All Night with Cheerleader Camp, where when we do the splits, we really do the splits. Like with a knife. Here's Cody with the synopsis. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Gotta make the joke explicated. (laughs) Uh, Several co-ed cheerleaders go to Camp Hurrah for a cheerleading competition. What an original name. It's discovered that several of the men, including the two that they brought, are perverts. What a surprise. (laughs) This is kind of an every man is a pervert film. (laughs) What do I... What do I not have two eyes and a beating heart in my chest? Because there's Fatty Magoo who's the who's the super perv, right? Uh-huh. But then her boyfriend is fucking everybody else. Yeah, and like staring into the gene. Uh, <laughs> the the it's sheriff a black is hole by Charles Burns. <laughs> Torgo and the other drifter. Yeah, the sheriff is peeping. The two. Uh, I guess the the kitchen guy isn't necessarily a perv, although he does agree to allow them. To store a, a, a dead body of a woman in his deep freeze. Uh, Cook is and, stealing and you're jewelry. you're going to want to do some DNA tests on that fucking body. Then. Yes. So speaking of that body, that's, again, right, the almost next thing that happened. Cheerleader Sally is found dead, seemingly by her own hand. Rather than call off the competition or actually address the matter, they throw her body in the freezer to deal with. I had a pretty good riff right here, since I knew it was coming. <laughs> the... Where where I pointed out, I was like, okay, so this is, they have a big announcement, right? And now they're going to say everybody has to go home because, like, <laughs> this is the saddest thing that has ever happened. And literally nobody at the, the, the pep rally gives a shit. They're like, the show must go on. <laughs> we paid our paid our hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I do, what was I just thinking? I do want to give the movie props for one thing here, and that it... I don't believe we get we see the suicide cheerleader getting killed. Like it's, yeah. If I remember, it is not. Nope. That's uh, the audience are not in on the fact that the that this was actually a homicide. You think that it's a, it might be a dream. Also, I think. Well, conceivably, right. it, it you know it it never did reconcile whether or not she was. So yeah, I mean, I guess by the end, we're never. She could have just been completely an unrelated suicide, like yeah. right in the middle of all of this. And I, I kind of like that. Like, yeah. it's movies try to explain too much sometimes, and it's good to leave <laughs> things kind of up in the air. Like, right? It, it, it gives you something to mull over. Well, maybe of course uh, we won't in this movie because it's not a good movie. <laughs> well, part of the reason that uh, none of the camp uh, goers seem to care is because. They are immediately shown a amazing home footage uh, viewing of the local cop having sex with the camp 
Head camp counselor? Is that how would you yeah, describe she's, her? She's like the head of the camp. Yeah. In this synopsis written by somebody. <laughs> I think it's yeah. Laura. Uh, so we're already doxing the administrator somebody. of the camp. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, our listeners by now have figured out that we write sections. <laughs> sure. Well, but then, you know, what occurs to me about all of this is that... Um, so there's a suicide, and then not even her own schoolmates... Yeah, like checked out on it. They're just like, well, well, I guess one less woman in the in the pyramid, you know. Like, well, besides yeah, her, the next move on. Yeah. yeah, besides her, the next like three people that get got are people in the main school, like that you're supposed to be the the protagonist school, and they are very like catty towards each other at points of the film. Like they are also somehow simultaneously in direct competition with each other. They seem to hate each other more than any other teams. Yeah. And then they one you once you get to the big you know competition, it's all indoors. Like they've been practicing outdoors, these like huge dance routines all spread out. And then it's in uh, the Valley Lodge from fucking Nanos. Not only that, but uh, they are admittedly like down one person by that time. Uh, what was it? Uh, Pam is uh, gruesomely murdered in its sheer madness. I, I wanted to leave that in because I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, that's a good good pun there, bud. Good. I do all right. <laughs> she's, she's, let's make it clear to the audience: she's murdered with a pair of scissors. So that's, that is the joke. Stabbed through the back of the head with shears. It's quite fun. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the, their team totally is like, well, should we bow out of the competition? No, we'll just fake a new dance and we'll have fun laughing while we lose while our friend is dead in the woods. Uh, then uh, we also we forgot to discuss the gratuitous nudity scene, which which is, there's a sort of a double of. Like, at, at the, shortly after the film starts, like all the cheerleaders have gotten together, they, they've all arrived at the camp. So naturally, they all decide to go down to a bunch of foam-looking rocks and strip off their tops. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because that's what women do. Mm-hmm. Like get two women together and they'll immediately look for rocks and take off their shirts. Well, it's even funnier because like the conceit um, here is definitely failing the Bechtel test, where it's like. Two women need to have a nude off because they're definitely like yes. posing for each other. Like I have the better like naked top, and they're all like chatting about it. But some of them are also very aware that they are being watched by men during this scene. Yes, it's definitely a bap off. Uh, they're being watched by both the sheriff and the fat guy. Uh, they discover the fat guy who is inexplicably dressed like a woman. Oh, man. I for, Oh, my God. The, and then the they fire and throw him in the water. And when they, they rip off his dress, it's revealed that he's wearing ladies' underwear under it, which I'm not sure why. <laughs> <laughs> Was he counting on being stripped? Do you think it would still be convincing at that point? <laughs> I mean... I mean, if, if it gets to that point, fat dude, your fucking cover is blown. You might as well be comfy. Well, like I said, there's a, there is a point then where all, like, six of the girls are harassing him. or well, not really harassing him, but, like, ripping his clothes off while just, like, kind of jeering at him. And it's like, this is also checking off somebody's box, I'm sure. Oh, definitely. <laughs> fat guy humiliation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but also the... the the girls, for some reason, don't take his camera away? Yeah. Because he has the footage, and then he edits it into a video package with cuts yep. uh, to, show to, uh, to show to Leaf Garrett. <laughs> so that you can get two scenes of nudity for the price of one. Very clever. Yeah. Very clever filmmakers. 
So uh, by the by the point we get to the second murder, it, it finally starts to to pick up. They the girl finds the other girl with the shears through her head very quickly is run over by their own team van. Hint hint. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mascot girl convinces the other remaining girl that Brett's fear boner is a murder boner and that she should kill him. <laughs> and at this point, after uh, the main girl finally does shoot the the last remaining man. Because she, they round the corner and they see him standing next to the dead body. Uh, the movie finally reveals that Corey, the mascot girl, was behind all of the murder. Lecherous Torgo, Honey on her Muffin. No one's particularly upset about any of the deaths, and they are also totally fine with uh, the last remaining cheerleading girl uh, not being hauled away by the police, but instead in her full cheerleading outfit, saying her own name. Even though she's not a cheerleader, she's a mascot. <laughs> yeah, as they pull away the uh, the obviously uh, shock shell shocked uh, victim. Yeah, this is not a great police department in this town. <laughs> I would not want anything to be happening. Uh, there's a few other scenes that I want to, to sort of call out here too. Um, one thing is there's a note in here about Judas, and that's I think an important note. There's a scene towards the beginning where Fatty uh, moons people oh, man. out of the window of their micro bus. Uh, but he's hoisted on his own petard when his giant, pimply, fat ass gets stuck in the window. And we have to watch uh, an excruciatingly long amount of time it is a with his fucking big chocolate starfish visible to the ass. world. It's like it's like two reams of paper next to each other. And then the, the, the administrator lady doing roll walks up right by the ass... <laughs> For some reason. And then he blows ass on her. And she seems a little upset. He farts on her head and she slaps his ass light enough with a clipboard that is enough to unstuck a full-grown man. Yeah. She seems not all that upset. She seems to be like, oh, that's that's some hijinks. He just... Farts are like aerosol fecal matter. (laughs) Like, he just blew fucking shit She definitely has pink eye now. Like... That's not okay. I mean, it's kind of her fault for standing there. Like, if there's a big fat guy ass sticking out a window, maybe don't stand by it. Let's not victim blame a a farting recipient. (laughs) Uh, No, these women need to take responsibility. (laughs) Me and Angela Lansbury are going to take a fucking gun on. (laughs) Me and masturbating Angela Lansbury are going to be... There there is going to be zero context for any of what you just said for the listener. It's it's current events. (laughs) And that's fine with me <laughs> that joke is for us people mm-hmm. <laughs> we we get one an episode <laughs> just one <laughs> like a one minimum minimum um although if we're making t-shirts <laughs> yeah never mind <laughs> i did also want to talk about the cheerleading competition scene in a bit more detail because for as big of a thing as it is like it's for yeah. some like it's 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 regionals basically for the before you go on to nationals. It's regionals when you live in a state uh, where there's only like four schools in the entire state competing. Yes, it's regionals in Wyoming. <laughs> um, and uh, despite that, the entire thing, as we mentioned, is held in like an Elks Lodge and not a particularly large one. Uh, and everybody seems to do their routine. Like there's a mascot dance off, and then each cheer squad. Uh, Including Fatty, whose role in the cheer team I'm never really clear on. <laughs> he's, he's to be the other uh, blues brother. 
Yeah, he is. He's, he is the other the other male cheerleader who never interacts with anybody <laughs> and just does a sort of swingy dance and falls off a stage. Uh, they all Listen, get about he a was going, He was going to <laughs> flunk if he didn't get this credit. <laughs> Been there. <laughs> I initially I assumed he would just be the AV guy or something. Like he was just their tech. Kinda. Maybe he was the only guy with a driver's license. But he has a uniform in the dance off, and he's part of it. It's his van. Yeah, <laughs> it's his micro bus. <laughs> um, so yeah, they have like a minute. Like all of it leads up to like a minute or less of sharing, like mm. in a very enclosed space that doesn't let them do anything elaborate. So what? What the fuck is even happening? Oh, and the, the contest is judged just by the administration lady. Yeah. Who's the queen of this oh particular my God. contest. Any any contest that is judged by a cheerometer, which is somebody's hand over the person's head, is not a valid contest. Yeah. You're you're just bitter because your own cheerometer <laughs> went sour the other day. Yeah. It, my listen. <laughs> <laughs> and, the the clapometer is a concept that never works. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Whenever anybody does a clap for them, that means I'm going to pick somebody that sounded like they got a reasonable amount of applause. Right. <laughs> and so, yeah, I. Oh. <laughs> you want me to talk about it? No, I didn't. Not necessarily. <laughs> oh, well, you picked the only logical choice. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I picked. I picked the only person who. <laughs> had a costume that didn't look like it was completely slapped together in one minute. Um, yeah, well, the, so, so the administrator lady, you know, she's, you know, the, I'm surprised she didn't wind up dead by the end of this thing, is the moral of what I'm about. She, <laughs> she did. Oh, she did. <laughs> yeah, she gets the cleaver Oh, the that's back. right, that's right. And, and it's because... Another red herring. It's because during the, uh, the mascot contest... She had the longest death scene now, I remember. <laughs> yes. Dur- during the mascot contest, she, uh, the, the mascot of the team that we're following is clearly the one that the audience favorite, but she gives the, uh, the award to a different team. The chicken. And then the one girl is like, <gasps> My dream! Yes. Ah, was no. very seriously affected by it. <laughs> In a kind of inexplicable way. And yeah, they were really maybe trying went to... on a murder spree because of it. I don't. <laughs> I think she'd murdered by then, hadn't she? <laughs> yeah, or she. She had definitely laid the groundwork for murder. Yeah, it depends on whether she killed that first girl or not. A lot, I think. Yeah, that is an interesting. No one knows for sure. She might not have killed that first girl. Yeah, yeah. that first girl may have been unrelated, and then the the cheer well, off thing may have been the trigger. Point. She probably was yeah. like. Well, I can see how, like, uh, cavalierly we're going to handle a dead body. Like, I can get away with lots of murder here. <laughs> yeah. Because the mascot thing happens before the they go down to the river and and fucking yeah. Leaf Garrett is making out with the other chick and she gets yeah. killed. Every time you say Leaf Garrett, I keep thinking Leaf Erickson, which, uh, yeah. is where, which is where all of my jokes kept coming from about the Explorer stuff it's, during our riff. It's um, Leaf Garrett. If you were a, a, a teenage girl in the '70s, you would not make that mistake. I know, but but I yeah that that's that's what keeps happening every time you say that. In case you wonder, my brain short circuits <laughs> to Leaf Erickson. <laughs> yeah, if you were a girl in the '70s and a really big fan of creeping receding hairlines. Yes, he is. Will we'll, we'll, do you want to want to segue into the discussion topic on the uh, on the back of that? Oh yeah, because uh, Leaf Garrett. Is in his late twenties by now, and he looks it. By now, <laughs> right? No, in the film. Oh, in the film, I was by like, 88. "Whoa, is he's, he Benjamin Buttoning?" 
I think I looked up and he was born in 61, because he was famous very young. He was like a teen Wow. Adult. Yeah, everybody in this uh, movie was born in the 60s. But by the film, he would have been 27. And his hairline has fucking retreated like the French in World War II. <laughs> like, he is halfway to fucking Paris at this point. So... <laughs> He is not a particularly convincing... And the film isn't really clear if they're in high school or college, but I don't find him convincing in either, unless yeah. it's a cheer squad made up of non-trads. If it was college, there would definitely well, they, be more money involved. Well, they were... <laughs> well, not in the 80s, but they were They were talking about, uh, you know, this the the uh, prize of the competition was, was to be Miss Cheerleader USA. You know, USA. Or, or a chance to go compete. Yeah, go meet yeah. there or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's the Nationals. Yeah. <laughs> you go on from, you go to Right, right, right. <laughs> the Nationals. Well, I just wanted to make it clear, though, that, you know, that, that, that for four whole, uh, four whole, four whole schools here, this is a big deal. <laughs> I'm telling you, Wyoming. Yeah. Definitely <laughs> said in Wyoming. It's so funny. Just, yeah, like, it, it always comes down to that, and I think in a movie like Monster High, it it works more in the comedic favor of people like yeah. so obviously not high schoolers playing high schoolers, but I mean, it is. In this film, they're really playing it straight. Yeah, it's, and it's it is it's very unclear as to what the supposed age range is, so you're just kind of seeing them as they are. Maybe it's just a uh, like a community cheerleading thing for like their local. Uh, softball league or something <laughs> and you're kind of unclear like the 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 administration head cheerleading lady like is she supposed to be significantly older because she doesn't yeah look significantly older but she fucks the cop who does look yes like, sure i don't know charles bronson if he were less talented <laughs> Her, uh, she is i i looked up their their years of birth because i was curious uh, as to how 20s these teens were, you know. Yeah. And she is actually contemporary to most of the actors and actresses in here. Wow. So. And it's unclear why she's in authority then. Like, yeah. shouldn't the person running the camp, because there is no one, and if she was just in charge of the cheer section, sure, but there doesn't seem to be a, 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 a figure she reports to. No, it's her, the groundskeeper, and the cook all yes. definitely seem to be at least her, on the same level. Of... Her, her and the two murderous drifters she had. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. The Torgos come cheap. <laughs> so, like, was there's this? such a weird confusion to it. I definitely agree with you that, like, you can get away with it more if you're sort of putting the spotlight on it and doing it for comedy. Uh, more on that in a bit. <laughs> 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 There might be a sketch that has to do with that coming up. Um, who knows? But but in but in but in things like this where you're supposed to be building some kind of dramatic tension, it it always pulls me out a bit because like you see this guy talking about like I'm young and I want to like spread my oats and I'm like you're having a midlife crisis, Leaf. Like I know it's been tough since uh, with with the fucking girls no longer throwing panties at you on stage now and throwing control top now, but. You know, <laughs> empty cans of insure everywhere. <laughs> but uh, but it's time to settle down and stop staring up the fucking skirts of people that you're holding up. <laughs> yeah, that's grade school stuff, guys. Yep. Or I was having fun on his phone. <laughs> I, I was trying to figure out if it was high school or or college, um, and to answer some of the question. Some of the sets were actually high school, so it, this is supposed to probably be high school. 
That's what I was looking looked up. up. Uh, Sorry. Other things that I looked up around the plot did not say what it was. One way or the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's supposed to be high school, it's really egregious. <laughs> if it's college, it's still bad, but in the way that... <laughs> if it's supposed to be college, it's bad in the way that Cheerleader Beach Party was bad, where all the dudes have fucking... Mm-hmm. Journey cover band stashes and fucking... <laughs> and, but, but, you know... Those are at least college age, or played that way. It's within the within a decade <laughs> of what they're playing. Well, so, to, to talk about the discussion question, though, how old is too old to play a teen? One of the, uh... One of the things that this movie keeps, like, circling, circling back to for me is Scream. Mm-hmm. Like it had, you know, like it's a it's a scream played serious kind of, yeah. um, which I'll talk about when I talk about my review. But um, those kids are also supposed to be, you know, teenagers in that movie, and mm-hmm. I, I think it does it a little better. Yeah, I mean, I think some of them, some of them more than others. Like Skeet Ulrich, I don't remember thinking was an especially convincing teen. Sure. He was just too scuzzy. I don't know. Hmm. But I, but I believe a lot of the other cast in that as teenagers, except Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore in that film, I, I, I love Drew Barrymore, and I think she's a great actress. Not a teenager by that point in her life. No, she was in her thirties, wasn't she? Yeah. And she was, she was. If she wasn't in her thirties, she was knocking on it, and uh, still an attractive woman. Uh, I would, I would still date you, Drew, if you're listening. Uh, but who wouldn't? Um, I, the the face I made there was I was like I wonder how I could get this into Drew's hands. <laughs> that was literally what the gears that were trying turning to, just now. Trying to match make. I, I, well, I, like, I was like I was like man I wonder if Drew Barrymore is listening. Um, it'd be it'd be awkward because she'd come over to my place and she'd see I have already got fingered. No one wants to see their exes movies. <laughs> <laughs> And also, Freddy Got Fingered is one of the best movies ever made. Uh, wow. <laughs> hot, scorching hot take. That is a scorching hot take. <laughs> I'm, I'm one what of the, that small subset. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> it's, a, it's a Dadaist masterpiece. <laughs> Man, let's talk about Biodome for it's a second. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right here. One of those. Give it to me. Have, have I, yeah, have thanks, I Cody. Have either of you? Let me ask you this question: Have either of you seen Freddy Got Fingered? Not all of it. Not me either. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> there we go. Great. Now I guess we got to have a communal. Yeah, no, here it is. Get ready for a communal fingering from that podcast. <laughs> that podcast gets fingered. Well, that's going on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Why would it not? That podcast got fingered. We can get Abby to draw that one. <laughs> no, great. Now you now you use somebody else's name <laughs> on the pod. That's just a first name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's yeah. what we're playing in. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I do think that... I, you know, we're, we're going to meet after this, and so, so they were scheduled, and I'm thinking maybe our Christmas episode is going to be that <laughs> podcast get fingered. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> All right, so is what? it a Christmas movie? <laughs> Not really, <laughs> but it brings me joy. Or everybody knows, yeah. See, everybody knows the Christmas spirits in your heart. <laughs> all right. I, look, last year I made y'all watch the. Or last time I made y'all watch the Christmas tree fucking animated thing, and it can't be worse than that, right? 
Well, I think that is the that... Adam Sandler one we watched the year before was worse, oh, actually. That's true. Is, is the thing you're talking about a, a Christian thing? Um... Or it's like explicitly, oh, sort of, and sort of not. It's an animated thing. There, I remember. Really maybe it was cheap a, animation. Maybe it was a book, but uh, this can all be cut. This is a derailing. But it's basically yeah, just like not going to cut this. Three. Is, <laughs> <laughs> there's like three Christmas trees, and they're all like, "Oh, I want to no, be, no. I want to be a king's throne. Like, no, I want to no, be no, a." No. It was it's got it a bunch was, of orphans. It's, uh, it's ungrateful orphans can't can't with, stay in their lane. The movie with, with two frames of animation, <laughs> and, and and an amount that changes from scene to scene of orphans. Oh, <laughs> God. We did a, we did talk about our love for child killing earlier. I would, well, they don't die. They just the movie constantly forgets how many orphans it has. <laughs> Me too, and so do they. Mm-hmm. I don't even think the person in charge knows how many orphans that, that she had. <laughs> <laughs> there is a, a there is a woman who gets uh, electrocuted, and we were pretty convinced killed in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> although the film th- the movie thought otherwise. <laughs> um, all right, so during the break, we had a, a brief conversation that I wanted us to to circle back to a bit while we were on air with this bit. I've already about, forgotten. Go on. <laughs> about, we talked a little bit about, Cody mentioned the idea of for parody, like in Monster High, like making fun of the trope through enacting it. Uh, we talked about the idea of, like, could you have a, a slasher movie that's all teenagers playing children or something? Or mm-hmm. all oh, children. yeah, yeah, no, I remember this now. And it, it, did, it sounds very, in my head now that we're, like, talking about it, I see it very much like Stuart from Mad TV. Yeah, like a bunch of different people in varying levels doing that, basically. Like, shorts, like a propeller beanie, like that sort of thing. Yeah. Really ham it up. But, like, (laughs) you've got people... It's like when I was in The Music Man with college students who were shorter than me, but I was Winthrop because I was, like, in middle school, but I'm, like, a foot taller than the person who's playing Harold Hill. (laughs) And my voice cracks in the middle of Gary, Indiana. It's like that, but that's the whole cast. That is a true story, by the way. It was awful. Are you... Are you crying right now? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, theater memories. (laughs) Memories of pain and shame and degradation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You may see somebody... (laughs) God, never mind. No, I'm gonna... (laughs) Not summon that, Yeah, no, But there is, of course, a fine history of uh, children as murderer movies. Yeah. Uh, some of which are up all night movies, uh, such as a film, The Children by Troma, which uh, <laughs> I uh, hadn't seen, <laughs> but involves murderous children, I believe. It, and another great trauma film, Beware Children at Play, which is a f- about a group of feral children that read Beowulf and start <laughs> murdering adults. And then oh, it man. ends, spoiler, with the adults gathering a, a sort of a vigilante army and murdering an entire camp full of children in a 10 minute sequence of children being shot. For for I that gives me the perfect idea, which is for our movie where we have teenagers playing younger children or twenty year olds playing younger children. You could have them all just collectively like reading Lord of the Flies in like their clubhouse somewhere instead of Beowulf, and they're like, "Hey, we could do that." <laughs> could it could it be like a, a Vincent Adult Man situation too? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, oh. yes. 
Oh, yeah, that would be perfect. Because then you could have just a full role reversal. You have adults play the kids, and then the kids are the adults that are having to fight off of the, fight off the children that have all read Lord of the Flies and Children of the Corn. Yeah. Could also be like a I Know What You Did Last Summer business with the trench coat and the hat and the hook, you know? You could do it Day of the Dead with like some tainted pixie sticks or something like that too. Oh damn. <laughs> nice. Alright. <laughs> yeah. Great. Josh, a good amount of Josh is like, yep, okay, great. It's a wrap. <laughs> yeah. well, they, also, the gap got long enough that I'm going to have to cut it, so. <laughs> so. That means it's time to open up the script again. Oh, Time oh, for the break. Well, I think it's funny because it says the discussion topic is how old is too old to play a team. So, Obviously not old enough. So, so uh, what you'll do now is you'll come back after the cut? Yeah, after the jump, uh, we'll be back uh, because I forgot to write a, write a fucking joke for this one. Damn it. Wait. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> cheerleader, skirts, camp. Oh, uh, that's all I got. Hey, does this sound familiar to you? I have to get to the big game, but my arthritis is acting up something fierce. What can I do? Sounds like you need the Frankie Avalon Home for Aging Teenagers. Here at the Avalon Center, we understand the needs of teens as they enter their later years. It's hard to go to a sock hop after a knee replacement. Sometimes it can be a challenge to keep up with the times. I tried to let the kids know I was hip by talking about the Archies, but they kept talking about something called a Lizzo. Is that a reptile of some sort? But here at the Avalon Center, you can be swinging with the teens like yourself that understand your problems. Just last night I had the nicest conversation with the other teams about Dewey. He's gonna beat Truman, you know. So come on down to the Frankie Avalon, home for aging teenagers for those difficult life transitions. Eddie passed away last night. Seems like the people die young a lot around here. Welcome back to That Podcast Stays Up All Night. Fucked it again. Um, <laughs> this is the games portion of the of the podcast. <laughs> the game. Oh, no, we well, good, that podcast take. stays up all night. Where Aura always fucks it again. <laughs> That's the T-shirt. <laughs> Aura fucks it on that stays up all night. I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's the bumper stuff. Aura's staying I'm up the, all night and he's I'm, fucking the podcast. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the, the lady's friend, haven't you heard? The, bu- the bumper <laughs> sticker is Aura fucks it on up all night. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast is up all night. <laughs> uh, you know what? Fuck you guys. <laughs> you get to be on the bumper sticker. You aura, aura, or aura, aura. No one rides for free. <laughs> God. <clears throat> The first game is Richard Nixon impression. I am not a crook. (laughs) Welcome back to that podcast. I'm not cutting any of that. (laughs) Oh, you know, I'm sorry. I thought you were. (laughs) That was Comet Gold, buddy. Every bit. (laughs) Well, when you were talking uh, podcast business, I thought you were all right. Fine. We're making jokes about merch. We've done that on air several times. That's fair. That's fair. That's how we got our line of sex farming apparel. (laughs) (laughs) 
Cody, just spin the fucking wheel, would you? And you <laughs> wanted to be my latex salesman. <laughs> I did. I did. However, want to note that I believe the sex farming apparel was from a podcast about uh, children's. Uh, children's, children's <laughs> 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 the, the, the wheel of implication turns strongly. Gosh, this three-story wheel. Jail time is a really sliver category. <laughs> Pretty much uh, all the categories. <laughs> funny, funny, it landed on the more you know. <laughs> hilarious, hilarious. So, uh, the more you know is a is a game wherein we come up with the lessons we learned from this film. <laughs> so, oh, good. Yeah. So here we go. Uh, my first lesson that I learned from this movie. Uh, do do not go into the woods alone. Every person who went into the woods alone wound up dead. That was a different movie title. Don't go into the woods. Alone. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> and a, and a film that was remade with Jeremy Sisto. Um, yeah. My moral would be because we see the crocodile mascot yeah. murder lady. She does break dancing and then she murders a bunch of people. So clearly she's in a gang. Oh. So. Kids don't 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 do gang don't do hip hop gang things because they turn you into a murderous crocodile who looks a little bit like Lisa from uh, fucking news radio. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Also, crocodile. <laughs> crocodile. Definitely do do crocodile. Yeah. <laughs> do you hear me, listeners? Do crocodile. And right. Blame it on our podcast. I've I've got my my perfect. The more you know, the more you know. It's, so you see, you it's it's the same setting. It's the camp, and you see the van, and then out from behind the van steps like the big guy, and he says, "Hey guys, we had a lot of fun here today, but did you know that voyeurism charges are very embarrassing and can destroy your professional or personal reputation." They're usually charged as a misdemeanor, but in cases in which photos, videotapes, or other media is used to record a minor for voyeuristics or sexual gratification purposes, and the entire time you see his eyes, like, darting left to right, like, he's obviously, like, reading it off, uh, the charge becomes a felony offense. Any voyeurism charge is serious and requires a strong Columbus voyeurism defense lawyer at once. Fighting for your reputation is an important matter. Ensure that you select an attorney that is experienced in such charges. Thought you were. That you get the more you know. Thought, I thought you were. Uh, I thought you were intimating that he he was a sex offender and had to go door to door. This is. Oh no! This is that's the behind the scenes. It's part of his community service. Uh, well, that's fun. Let's take another spin of the wheel. <laughs> Well, that's odd. How did it land on genre swap? <laughs> so uh, I think it's a... maybe that magnet you have there. Let's not talk about that magnet on the wheel. Huh? Yeah, all I'm saying is in Vegas, when there's a magnet, it's usually like under the wheel, not like a giant horseshoe magnet. Glued <laughs> the red painted magnet. <laughs> it says Acme on the side. <laughs> Big switch. Yeah, that was Car weird. Battery. I probably should make it you know, a little less obvious. <laughs> um, so, so genre swap. Genre swap is our favorite game. It's the one where we we assign each other genres and uh, and 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 tell the movie as were it in that genre. Uh, so, uh, Josh, for you this week, you get to pick romantic comedy. Okay. Um, Cody, do you have one for Aura while I'm thinking? 
Uh, let's see. You're doing romantic comedy. I can't remember if I've already given this one, so stop me if I have, but Ken Burns documentary? We did do Ken Damn, Burns okay. documentary. That's what I thought. But um, I can, I can come we're going to run out of genres if you, <laughs> if you oh, try no, no, to no. come up with an original one. We can come up with specifics. Uh, uh, camp counselor training video. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, that's too close to the one that I just came up with. Uh... <laughs> uh Adult Swim animated show. I got this in the bag. <laughs> My whole life has been preparing for this moment. <laughs> Romantic comedy. Right. Uh, it already kind of is. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, with the, with the very very strong uh, and quite offensive lesbian subtext in the film. Yeah, well, there's that. Um, can you ima- Can't you imagine like? No, I'll come up with something. Oh. I'm just vamping. Oh, okay. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> so like it's just not all us thinking. Well, you, you, listeners, if you haven't listened to this, Google this up sometime. But there's a recut of The Shining, like as a <laughs> like as a uh, as a uh, like a coming of age comedy. Um, as with, a sort of particularly, I'd say a '90s like yeah. Jack Nicholson What's that style. song that's playing in the background? Uh, it's uh, Salisbury Hill. Salisbury but, Hill. Thank you. Gabriel. And for some reason, like, I'm imagining, like, the mascot, like, when the, the <laughs> mascot is hanging out over her while she's sleeping, like, the Salisbury Hill, like, playing in the background. And the, you know, like... you, Have you seen that, Cody? Uh-uh. We will, I'll, I'll oh, we're watching to. that after this. <laughs> um, um, okay, romantic I've, comedy. I've, if uh, if you're still working, I've got my I've got my premise now. All right, all Go. right. So so Adult Swim animated uh, series. If we're still we're still going to call it Cheerleader Camp. We're going to still keep it with like the themes, but it's we're going to do uh, the Space Ghost slash Sea uh, Lab 2021, and we're going to use already existing frames from. Jim and the holograms with Josie and the Pussycats. So it's like the holograms and the Pussycats are the rival gangs, and then we also crop in all of the murder weapons from Scooby Doo, and then you keep uh you keep the loose conceit of the same thing. It's a rival cheerleader <laughs> camp. You know we're fighting one for the other, but uh, just blissfully unaware as the. Uh, very obvious handyman and cook are just killing people while the seer, like while the season plays out. Yeah, why um, are the handyman and the cook not the murderers in this movie? <laughs> I mean, they're certainly in a different movie in which they are murdering people. <laughs> like, That's just, more of a home movie. This one. Yeah. Uh, D minus because you didn't include the misfits. Je- oh. Just Jem and the holograms. No one cares. The misfits. They are better. <laughs> <laughs> I just needed I just needed a stock image of females in crazy outfits for the uh, cheerleader bit. <laughs> and speaking of, and I actually do have. I'm not vamping now. I actually do have mine figured out. But one scene we never talked about was in the the big party scene where they have inexplicably a punk rock band that looks like the oh, fucking damn. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. right. I, I never looked up who they actually were, like if it was an, a real band or it's anything. A, it's a Pretty Faces Son or something like that. Oh, the executive okay, yeah, producer. Pretty Man. It was pretty produced man. by a guy named Pretty Man. <laughs> they, had, they had a name in the credits, too, that was sort of like like sex. It had sex and some Z's in it. I don't remember. I made fun of it while the credits were rolling. But... 
So my mind goes like this. So I've got this this harried older woman who who can you can tell she she's seen some shit, and she comes on you know and she and she's like she's like so you want to be a camp counselor? Let me tell you about the dangers of becoming a camp counselor. And she basically runs through the the plot of the movie, all of the all of the murder and mayhem that occurred, and all the mistakes. That she made as she went, also as her community service. Um, but uh, but you know, then then she she talks about the different kinds of campers that that you'll encounter in this thing. You'll have you know uh, boisterous fat guys. You'll have, you'll have um, touchy feely uh, you know um, Zach Morris types. You'll have, you know. Uh, and that's if it's a co-ed camp, which actually, come to think of it, is odd. <laughs> like, now, now that I'm saying these words out loud, uh, um, well, funny you should mention that. Yeah, <laughs> then you're dealing with you know eating disorders and and suicides and all of this stuff. Um, I think I think that that could be a a, a valuable training video. <laughs> Uh, so for mine, I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat the genre very slightly, uh, in that I'm gonna make it a zanier comedy, like of the oh, kind yeah. that would be on up all night, uh, where cheerleader camp is actually two camps, the boys camp and the girls camp, oh. but they're supposed to stay apart, but they keep having all the the co-ed events and people sneaking off to do the to do the dirty devil's business in the woods, but across the lake is at the, the at the at the rocks with the with yeah. the with the river. But across the lakes is the uh, the evil mascot camp, where the, all the rich mascots uh, are really want to tear down the cheerleader camps to make room for mascot, <laughs> make room for a uh, for a, a, a mascot head manufacturing. Oh, <laughs> so they have to have a big uh, cheer off with mascots versus cheerleaders. That would be cool. That, that, that's pretty that, awesome. That feeds and then the mascots lose, so the, the crocodile lady starts murdering all of them. <laughs> <laughs> It's um, it's close to that uh, Meet the Banana Splits movie that just came out. That movie was real mediocre. What, did you lie. see it? Yeah, I it's, did. Okay, all right. I got it on DVD and I'm about to sell it. It's, uh, uh, it's real, real mediocre. Bummer. You can it, watch it, man. Nah, you can, you? I was I was excited about the idea, but I also couldn't tell, and I was going to wait for reviews. So that's it's, all I need. It's okay. I mean, it's. It's so obviously just fucking Five Nights at Friday. Just, yeah. The thing I couldn't get past is that it never moves past its premise. And it's so obviously Bummer. like, oh, some studio exec watched their kid play Five Nights at Freddy's and was like, hey, we own an IP. Yeah. Is that is that the, they're just killer robots the entire time? They're just Fuck. killer robots. That's a bummer. I was really hoping there was going to be some sort of like, um, maybe like magic thing involved or nope. some. No magic. Yeah. Bummer. Killer robots. Get a bad programming thing. Starts murdering people. Lame. All right. Next one. Next one. Uh, is it? Oh, are we doing another game? Or yeah, there's. A... <laughs> okay. Hey, I guess are that's we doing good. another stupid game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're doing more of this bullshit. All right. I'll <laughs> we spin home. the magnet uh, wheel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There it is. That one. That one. That's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. Especially prescient for this movie. Uh, <laughs> camp counselors. So, um, what I, what I thought, this one's not fully baked, so, um, (laughs) what I thought was... Oh, this is the part that's not fully baked. (laughs) Right? (laughs) This is the part of this episode that was thrown together. 
Um, so, so what I thought for this is I, I could throw on my my Sigmund Freud uh, glasses and my and my and my pipe. And what we could do here is we could run. Th- well, you guys primarily could run through the various characters as if you're talking to a psychologist at this camp about about the troubles that you encounter <laughs> while here. What? Josh, was, was, was that... Yeah. No, I, I okay, it. I didn't get a nod or anything. <laughs> I, I, I heard the premise. I'm sorry, I was just trying to look something up. Yeah, yeah run it run by me again, because I was definitely not okay, looking so... at a uh, fleshlight-themed after Castaway. So. <laughs> no. Well, I'm not listening to Biscuit dig around in this box either. <laughs> so. It's near the end. We're falling apart. <laughs> so, so I'm I, I I've got my pipe and my and my hat on here, and and you're talking to me as the camp counselor about your problems that you've encountered while here at camp. Uh huh. Okay. 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 I've done cocaine. So, <laughs> so you're good, and ready to go. I'm I ready to find go. It, but I was trying to find a flashlight picture to show back to Cody. That's uh. <laughs> That's a Hellraiser one. With like pinheads. <laughs> like, like needles throughout it. Oh my god. Has, has the counseling session started yet? Then? Is this, is Absolutely. This, <laughs> Let's dive tell in. Me, tell I, me I'm more about this Hellraiser flashlight. flashlight. Yes. So, so we're being characters from the movie who are yes. in counseling? Yes. Announce which character as you uh, as you come uh, in the door. Knock knock. You know. I'm gonna be one of the creepy older guys. <laughs> okay. okay, you're the you're the creepy older guy. <laughs> you, you go first because I've got mine. As right. as a creepy older gentleman at this camp, then so <laughs> the other creepy older gentleman. <laughs> well, we don't know which one yet. Oh. I'm sure. No, as, you're one. They're, they're oh, the I'm same <laughs> character. <laughs> like there's no difference between the fucking cook and the groundskeeper or whatever. <laughs> They're the same guy. For some reason, they paid two is people. This, is this a multiple personality thing? Do you feel like then that you? That you were, there's no respect for me and my work. There's no respect. Yes, yeah, no respect. Uh, yeah. My boss is just very old thing. Oh yeah, yes, yes. Uh, uh, mumbling, yes. I can see why that would be a problem. Yes, in your she profession. She don't give me time off to go see the skinners. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to saw possum burying. Oh my no 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 possum burying. No, 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 no. You, what. you you leave uh, you leave the dead die. animals to to their business. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, knock knock. Uh, who's next? <laughs> uh, hello. Uh, I'm. I'm Corey, the, the cheerleader. Corey, the cheerleader. Right, yes. I, guess I, yeah. I guess I'm not really a cheerleader. I'm more of a mascot. Uh, oh, is that a problem for you? Is being the mascot among cheerleaders? There's, yes. There's so many things swirling in my head. Like what kind of things do they swirl in your head? Uh, same sex attraction. <laughs> oh, um, oh my. Uh, uh, furry fetishism. Oh my definitely, gosh! Yes, definitely you, some late there's, stage. There's, uh, there are many perversions which we have to deal with in the cheerleader and camp. I, yes. I, I I don't want to tell you about what I did with the Raggedy Ann and the Andy. Wait, wait what? <laughs> uh, and I've been having these these bouts where I just where the camera fades to red, and I'm not sure if I'm in a dream or not. Is is this all a dream? Yes, that is a that is a, a symptom. Yes, S- symptom of what? <laughs> of th- of things. <laughs> Of things that I'm, I'm making up as I go, yes? I don't, I don't want to tell anyone their business, but when it's like a reptile thing, it's called scaly. <laughs> 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 well, well, 
for me. I, I sat time. on that one for a while to get the timing. We're gonna drink that in for a second. Does, All right. Is this tie-in with that Lizzo joke from earlier? <laughs> Yes, very meta, meta <laughs> within the plot. It is very uh, yes, meta. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, uh, geez, uh, um, fixation with the runaways. Um, let me I, let me ask you. Um, do you know anybody with any? Um, they know a man with cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a cook. I'm sure I could ask him. <laughs> oh, the, yes, the the multiple personality disorder cook. Yes, uh, I, I will speak with him about that. Uh, I bet that cop's got an evidence locker and we've got a tape of him having sex with, uh, what is it, right, All right, we got it. <laughs> Perfect. And done. It's an end scene. <laughs> I believe that has us done with that games. That is done with games. <laughs> so we're going to move on to where are they now and ratings and other trivia. So I just got... I, I uh, certainly... Uh, this didn't is, throw this script together last minute, so I only have uh, like three three facts. This one was interesting, though, with the the like where the people sort of like landed. Mm. You know, the, the, there there were lots well, of. I didn't look up a lot of people on this. Well, so I, I only need to be able to fill in some more on that. Oh, I could look that up real fast. Then sure. I, yeah. Oh, I I already got some more. Uh, sure. Director John Quinn. Uh, this was, I think, it was his second credit on IMDb, and I think his first feature. Uh, he would mostly work in softcore and softcore adjacent films, uh, titles including Total Exposure, Sheer Passion, and Sex Court the Movie, as opposed to The Court, I guess. <laughs> sex Court the Court. Uh, he was Sex Court, comma, or colon, The Court. The Court name. <laughs> he was also involved in a kids movie series uh, called Goldie about... A bear or some shit like that? Hey, man. Whoever's, like whoever's signing the paychecks, you know? <laughs> yeah. he, f- he figured out something with all the mascots in this movie. There were three of those, and he directed one of them, and he was involved in some way in the other two. Uh, he died in 2011. Aww. But, I mean, he'd, you know, he's not young or anything. <laughs> he'd been... He'd, he'd had a life. He'd been around the cheerleading camp block. Uh, and believe it or not, there was actually a sequel planned to this movie. Uh, however, the sequel during uh, during pre-production morphed into a film called Camp Fear, uh, which I don't know anything else about other than that it was called Camp Fear. Hmm. Uh, in 2014, an actual sequel to the property, Cheerleader Camp to the Death, uh, <laughs> with the number two, uh, came out. And, and thinking about it, I have no idea how that is, because the director of the original died in 2011, so who the fuck had the passion... To make a sequel to this <laughs> really obscure fucking 80s slasher film that no one cares about. <laughs> like, this isn't a film, this isn't one of those, like, cult classic reissued by Arrow or, or Shout or something. Like, sure. This is a film that I don't think anyone fucking remembers. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> anyway, uh, the writers, uh, co writer David Lee Fine is another person to go on to work in sound departments. Uh, he had 181 projects credited on IMDb and sound department, including Star Trek Beyond. Oh, interesting. Uh, writing partner R.L. Keefe never worked in film again, I guess, because he has no other credits. <laughs> so that continues a tradition that I think if we've seen in a few of these of like a film written by two people, one of whom went on to work in films in, in, uh, in the trades, and one of whom vanished. <laughs> well, uh... 
one of the cheerleader characters in this movie went on to be in a lot of pornography. Huh. Well, really? Which one? <laughs> I'm trying to figure that out. Uh, her, the actress's name is Terry Weigel. What's that character name? Um, it's well. That's the funny thing is, I can't find it on here. But I uh, I found that the entire film was shot in 24 days. Yeah, that makes sense. That's an IMDb and uh, yeah, and the film's original title was Bloody Pom Poms, and it still is called that in other countries, which is. Eh, I saw that one. It's yep. a, well, it's a it's a it's a different boring name. <laughs> I mean, at least it makes it clear that it's a horror film. Because of the several other films that Aura found trying to get this movie, uh, look, uh, none I, of the other look ones. Look how many were... I had to scroll through. Look at this. <laughs> look, that's how much <laughs> pornography that woman has been in. Oh, I did finally fuck. Yes, wow. thank you. That <laughs> woman fucks on film a lot. <laughs> I did finally find it, though. Now Listen, I have you, to find it again. If you find Pamela. It, <laughs> okay, so she was the one that that is like. Tempting the leaf into cheating. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I the can't... very 80s hair, if I recall. Oh, yes. Uh, and they all in, in all of her stills <laughs> on the IMDb. Um, one, of these, one of the actors in this was in uh, Van Wilder <laughs> and Batman Forever. Uh-huh. The Travis McKenna. Who played a lot of things, and I'm scrolling still. Uh, Timmy. While we're looking at stuff, I just want to read the quote. Make your PP harder than a 10-pound bag of nickel jawbreakers. You know what I mean? That's that's in this movie. <laughs> well, that isn't a thing I needed to know. <laughs> uh, do we want to go on to the ratings? I think well, that's last, uh, I did want to... Uh, there, uh, the guy who played Pop, yeah. who I believe is is uh, Lecherous Torgo. Yeah, he had had a career before this. He uh, always playing a drifter he, or a, or a homeless character, but he looked like a guy who would turn up on like the Hitchhiker or yeah. some shit. Yeah. <laughs> so interesting, like interesting. Where the I I, I you know. They all came together in this weird movie, and then they all, you know, go their own ways. It's, that's, it's, that's the thing about the character actors in these, is they're a good place to go to to find people who have other credits, because, you know, you'll find a guy who's in this movie is a weird drifter, and who was also a weird drifter that T.J. Hooker picked up or something. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Um, the obvious star of this movie, the, the one who uh, ended up being the killer, went on to do nothing. But she's originally from Hutchinson, Kansas. She was in a lot of canon films. Yeah. I, I, did not, oh, I didn't realize she was from Hutchinson. Yeah. Um, but she had done a fair amount before this for canon. Because he, she was in the break-in films and Ninja Domination. That's fun. That's fun. <laughs> so, so she had she was a, a B. And Ninja Ninja 3 The Domination has some of a cult, something of a cult following at this point. It actually got... It was put out on a double disc by Shout... Uh, like two movies on one desk, and then we got its own separate release because there was so much demand for one. It's uh, I haven't seen it, but I have heard that it is fucking crazy balls. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll have an opportunity to watch it on the show. You know, it might be an up all night movie. I'm not certain yeah. it isn't. So, all right, now we can do ratings and reviews if you want. I I just all wanted right. to. Make sure I got my drifter fact in because that was the only one I knew prior to looking some stuff up. Oh shit! Wait, I got I got one more. Uh, whoever Teresa is 
in this uh, film is the uh, quote-unquote sexy woman from Ace Ventura and <laughs> is in a ton of stuff like Beverly Hills Cop, The Three Amigos. I think she was Pam's friend. Yeah, I think it's one of the people that gets killed. But uh, got uh, got a couple of pretty big uh, right. screen names. Uh, was in Gore. Oh, Gore. Yeah, that's <laughs> she's like the main sexy lady in Gore. Gore is a whole other topic. <laughs> you guys know about the Gorian lifestyle. Know. You don't uh, know about the Gorian lifestyle. Oh, oh. <laughs> American I thought professor you meant Gore G O R E. No, G O R. Magical Ring to Planet Gore. Yep. Oh my. It's it's one of the adaptations of the Gore books. Which are a, a thing that we'll we'll tell poor young Cody about after the episode if he doesn't know. Um Oh I'm I I've heard about Cody. Cody's Cody's aware, he just might not know the name. <laughs> he just he lives when you live the lifestyle so so yeah. deeply. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to give this film one bloody mascot pube. Whoa. Um, really? Uh, 1.5. It's competently Whoa. made, but it's so fucking boring. It's exactly the kind of film that I don't like. Like Laura and I have talked about sure. repeatedly, it doesn't do anything interesting enough to care about. It is safe. <laughs> yeah. So why am I watching it? Like It's, it's a, the definition of a film that I drift off to my phone within a minute. Mm. Like... Nothing will pull your attention of it. It's it's a it's a fucking struggle to stay conscious, and it's not like in terms of craft, it's reasonably competent. It does fine, but I hate that kind of movie. Give me something, something. <laughs> like convince me to care. That's all I ask. What about you guys? Uh, you want you three razor blade infused pom poms? Uh. I thought it was okay. I mean, uh, I don't. I didn't have the same problems with it Josh did, which is, which is weird because usually when we have like these boring movies, um, <laughs> but I think it was the first time I watched it. I did. I did have the fast forward button at my at my disposal. The second time we watched it, we were riffing, so we did have more fun with it. Yeah. So so I I think in both of those cases, I I had a situation where it wasn't me just watching the movie and being like, okay, I'll slog through this for the fucking show. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, the uh, the problem I did have with it was its tonal inconsistency. Like, we, we, we had, like, these jokey characters, like, at the beginning, and they're all, like, whimsical and fun, and then, and then like, it's part murder movie, and then it's, but, like, there's no connective tissue, <laughs> like, effectively, like, the fat guy and, and, and the, uh, and the handyman people are in their own movie where, where it's, where it's wacky and, you know, whatever. It's a national Lampoon yeah. movie. Yeah, and then, and then you have the other characters that are in their own, like, um, bring it on film, and, <laughs> you know, like, it's... It never two- quite pulls together much. Yeah, and, and that's the biggest problem I had with this, was, was kind of that tonal inconsistency. The other thing that I, I noticed on the second watch was that, was the whole end scene where, like, the cop detective could not consider literally any other possibility other than that woman, uh, the 
that the the head cheerleader was the <laughs> <Yeah>. murderer. Like, <laughs> well, at that point, like, we have like two minutes she, left of movie. Well, yeah, <laughs> but she's like, she's like professing her innocence, and the cops like, "Nope, you're guilty why, as sin." Why did you know? kill all those people? Yeah, and and she's like, "But I didn't kill those people. It was the other girl, the girl who just and, ran off and put on a cheerleading outfit." And just, Creepily cheering her name in the place where all her friends die. Yeah. No, that's perfectly normal behavior. Well, <laughs> Same and the, a million and that, times. So the detective character didn't even be like, oh, pardon me. Didn't even be like, where, well, we'll follow up on that another time. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. so, so that was the. Which, I mean, the police aren't supposed to, I think, say, well, you're definitely guilty and we're uninterested in other leads. Like, I think you're supposed to at least pretend that you're investigating. And in in the third case, and the thing that I didn't even think about until you said that just now, like the the final murder when the head cheerleader you know kills her kills her uh, you know fear boner boyfriend, like mm-hmm. there could be a case for self defense there too that she also could be like look like I you know yeah. I was scared for my life or whatever he was running at me you know whatever so <laughs> so literally that this is this it, it falls apart in like the last yeah. minute and a half no in, in the trial it's definitely going to yeah. Corey is definitely going to jail yeah <laughs> <laughs> because her story will not hold together to any scrutiny if they can find uh, her in the woods i do want to change not my rating but my measure because it was a little gross so i'm going to go with a kamikaze armbands because we didn't talk about it, but the fat guy is crawling around with a fucking kamikaze oh, yeah. on at one point. And that's not okay, guy. Mm. <laughs> racial insensitivity. So, so you went from, from filthy to, to racially insensitive? <laughs> yeah. that's And thought that was better? That's going to be a t-shirt as well. <laughs> <laughs> so Cody. Racially insensitive, better than filthy. <laughs> uh, for... It's the podcast that goes from filthy to racially insensitive. And <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Joe Rogan's already got a show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I'm going to give it uh, three out of five better posters than actual content. Yeah. Uh, the poster is five out of five. Yeah. Poster is a, is a stellar thing. That the the entire time I keep in my head thinking, and it's been a while since I've seen the the early ones because obviously the very first Friday the Thirteenth actually does have that unique twist way more unique than this movie but by the time you get to the second and the third movies it's you really do have it set where it's just you know supernatural killer uh with the exception of this this movie has no like franchise name notoriety to it 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 doesn't really strike me as all that different like those movies definitely have some cooler kills and things like Jason stabbing people like together through a bed. It perplexes me that somebody would want to make a sequel to this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's why I thought it was because like, we were joking about it after that movie. We we're like, uh, was there a sequel? Well, and I looked up and I was like, there was a sequel. Well, so Josh, why? What in this made you want to make a sequel? Josh should know. Uh, I screwed up. Josh knows this. Uh, the listener doesn't. I screwed up buying this movie three times. Um, <laughs> I, you know, because these are rarer movies and they sometimes have titles that are the same as other movies and things right. like that. So I ended up with, um, like, what was it? Uh, like, I ended up with a, at least two movies that were not this movie um, <laughs> yep. while trying to trying to get this movie. Um, that are also titled Cheerleader Camp. So I... And I think mostly just comedies, like teen yeah. comedies. Mm. Yeah. 
but not of the era. And then, so it's and, like it doesn't have an interesting title. Like it doesn't. It isn't a cult hit. It doesn't have any particularly memorable parts. Like the most memorable thing about it is that Leif Garrett is in it, and that's sure. that's not much. <laughs> <laughs> Like, neither of you were fucking excited that Leif Garrett was in this. Yeah, have you seen a picture of what he looks like now? (laughs) Yeah, no, he looks like a freak now. Whoa. I definitely, Wikipedia-ing him to find out, uh, make sure that my facts, my Leif facts were right. (laughs) The pictures they have for him, unfortunate. I would be suing them for defamation. Is it the one with the hat? I think so. Hat and sunglasses. His IMDb picture is uh, rough, too. Crazy fucking... Let me see. No, no, it's not that I don't think. That's the one I saw. Yeah. Uh, definitely, uh, you know. Oh, well, no, I shouldn't say definitely. Oh, he was in Walking Tall. Uh, I didn't allegedly know. coked out in that picture, for sure. Really? You don't think so? I mean, he looks worse than this. Oh, wow. Ooh. He looks like he's trying to be Axl Rose. <laughs> yeah. Henry Rose has a fucking has a thorn. bandana. <laughs> That's uh, that's poison. Buddy. That is poison. Right. Oh, he was in the Outsiders too. Are you sure it wasn't Bruce Springsteen? Yeah, Lee Garrett had a career. Like he wasn't. Uh, he's forgotten now, and probably for good reason because he's not that great. But What's, like he was in some shit. It's funny that he's in uh, like the not? Outsiders because I. No. I said <laughs> that I thought he, he was a teenager. Like... <laughs> he was you said he in, was in some shit. He was like, born in '61. I wasn't. We're out of factually. Nam by '79. No, I bud. wasn't factually saying that he was in Nam. You just said he was in some shit. And that's the shit. Oh, sorry. I my fault, Walter. <laughs> oh, All right, so I think maybe it's time to do the cash. That's uh, that's the cash. Do we? Do I have a script for that? That I you should do be have bringing a script up? for the cash. Oh, which then is I will open that script. in this second. Um, thanks, telephone, for reminding me I have to pay my bill. Christopher McDonald. That's who he kind of looks like. Okay, yeah. Yeah, a bit nowadays. But, like, Christopher McDonald, if he let himself go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is scary. And didn't keep his, like, comedy and timing chops. Mm-hmm. Comedy and timing chops. Da, 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 da. Goose McKenzie. <laughs> all right. So, That Podcast Stays Up All Night is a presentation of That Podcast Production. You can find all our podcast blogs and assorted nonsense at... That podcast production.fireside.fm, which, like, when you say it like that, doesn't sound like it's that bad, but when you're writing it for people, we need to get a business card. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, you can also find us on Facebook at That Podcast Stays All Night Slumber Party, uh, which is a great place, by the way. I love I love posting on the uh, Slumber Party board. And it's a fun board. Yeah. Um, if uh, podcatchers are your thing, you can find. You can find us at That Podcast Productions on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, or you can just add the RSS feed from the website. Remember to subscribe and review and email us your comments at that.podcast.productions at gmail.com. You know, it occurred to me this week. I was like, man, we always beg for feedback and hardly anybody gives it to us. Um, And I'm okay with that now. I've, I've settled into this place because I'm like... Man, it's the it's the it's the comments sections that are the worst on the internet. Why uh, yeah. why, why are we begging for that? Because you right know? now we're mostly listened to by friends, and we want them to put nice things on there. If you're listening to this and our friends, we don't. Other people won't know that. It makes us look successful. <laughs> That's fair. I suppose we have the South African contingent. We do. We have a, and an Irish contingent. Yeah. 
Uh, all right, so two weeks from now, we'll be back with another dose of Up All Night with the Schumacher Classic DC Cab. Fucking Schumacher? Yeah. Wow. I think it was Jewel Schumacher. You might, you might double check that. <laughs> uh, come celebrate the death of the taxi driving profession with us as, uh, as, as the, uh, the vultures of ride sharing pick the carcass clean. <laughs> uh, also, Mr. Oh, T will man. be there. <laughs> I gotta do that this week, too. That's funny. <laughs> Until next time on That Podcast Stays Up All Night. Give us an S. Give us a U. Give us a, uh, Give us a CKY movies. Yay!